Hey there, and welcome to Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm your husband, Scott Eisenberg. And we are newlyweds who like to shoot the shit about movies. That is true. We do like to do that. And it is the first episode of New Month, which means yes. that we're doing another Star Wars movie. We are, do, we are doing the revisit of Star Wars. Yay! And this episode is Star Wars Episode 5. Empire Strikes Back. Yay! I know I said episode a lot right there. There was a lot of episode. <laughs> yeah. Are you yourself having an episode of episode? Maybe. Oh, Maybe. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, let's give some fun little introductory facts about the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, okay. Well, before you get into before your... Before I get into my shtick, you your... want to do a shtick? Well, a little bit. I, I have... <laughs> Okay. So what's the shtick, Scott? Well, the shtick is, I wanted to look up because this movie, as much as it is revered now, yes. and people love Empire Strikes Back. Right. That wasn't the case in 1980. Oh, was it not, Scotty? No. What What was the case, Scotty? It had mixed reviews. Did it? To the point where George Lucas actually apologized. Well, dis, dis, isn't it like well known that he like says that this one was the worst one? He he has issues with this one of his original trilogy because this one is a lot more character driven. Right, which is what I like about it. It is, but he, I have a couple of reviews from oh, a couple please, of people. Oh, please, I would love to hear this. So. Judith Marin of the Washington Post wrote, To call Empire Strikes Back a good junk movie is no insult. There's enough bad junk around. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Time Out Magazine in the UK wrote, Familiarity breeds content. From the corny droids to the tired and emotional Wookiee, the events, recognitions... And revelations of the sequel have the rhythm of a soap in 70 millimeters, and we love it. It makes us better people. That was a good one. That, yeah, that wasn't a bad one. But, and then Vincent Canby of the New York Times said, The Empire Strikes Back is not a truly terrible movie. Oh it's, a, it's a nice movie. Okay. It's not by any means as nice as Star Wars. It's not as fresh and funny and surprising and witty. But it is nice and inoffensive. Yeah, I disagree with that. Okay. And in a way that no one associated with it needs to be ashamed of. It's also silly. Well, it is silly at parts, but like I think that's cool. I like it. <laughs> I, I like this better than Star Wars. But I feel like probably, I mean, like, in the time that it all came out, Star Wars was so huge and like groundbreaking that everyone kind of overlooked the problems with it yeah it, it is very groundbreaking it, it's just one of those things it was just funny like reading that because now nowadays you ask anybody about empire strikes back mm -hmm. it's beloved right that's gonna lead into the introduction yes. kind of facts uh about empire uh so it obviously as we mentioned came out in 1980 it is also as we've mentioned very beloved it is rated number 14 in the IMDb movie Top 250, uh, which is the highest one out of all the original trilogy. Makes sense. So that makes perfect sense to me. It was directed by Ivan Kirshner, who uh, before this movie directed a lot of like TV and uh, several movies, but uh, after this directed such movies as Never Say Never Again okay. and RoboCop 2. Who 
are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. He's dead, Murphy. You have the right to an attorney. You're reading Miranda to a corpse! <laughs> so, he has a very varied plethora hey, of, of movies. Can't blame a man for working. So, the actual screenplay itself was written by two people. Uh, firstly, it was written by Lee Brackett. Yes. Who was writer on The Big Sleep, Humphrey, mm-hmm. Humphrey Bogart. Okay, movie. yeah. But she passed away before the film was actually completed. Uh, so after she passed, uh, Lawrence Kasdan yeah. took over. And he is like a well-known Star Wars mm-hmm. writer. He oh, wrote yeah. Force Awakens. He wrote Return of the Jedi. He wrote Solo. And he also wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. He is, he is so, a very big name yes. in the Star Wars canon. Yes, and George Lucas was still a part of it. But he was—he was a story writer, but he was also executive producer, so he was around. And Empire was the highest-grossing film of 1980, and it was selected for the National Film Registry in 2010. So it's—it's it's a very highly regarded film. Yeah, it—it it has only honestly, even with like, yeah, you can nitpick certain things because when you add the prequels to this, mm-hmm. it is very different. Like. The prequels actually kind of mess things up for this movie that don't really need to be messed up. Yeah, and like that's we'll, true. <laughs> we'll 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 point stuff out like George Lucas messed with his continuity. Actually, another crazy fact about this—I don't know if you have this written down. This is the first time Lucas used Episode Five. What do you mean? He he didn't call Star Wars: A New Hope Episode Four. Well, right. So. This but when a, this came out, was it known as episode five? He put it in the crawl. That's literally, he put episode five in the crawl. This is, he announced. When it first came out. This yes, oh, really? first came oh, out. Okay, I didn't realize He that. actually pointed it out to people in the press at the time where he goes, This is the fifth installment of my nine part franchise. Uh, so he always wanted to do nine. Interesting. So after he got the first one to succeed as wildly as New Hope did, mm-hmm. he, was, he was planning for the stars. Ah, because it's a Star Wars movie. It's funny. Yes. It's so clever. Thank you. <laughs> um, and of course, before we get into the nitty gritty, I have to talk about the Oscar love for this yes. movie. Uh, I'm all about the Oscars. By the way, it's next week. Excited. So this movie did not get as much Oscar love as the first movie, but it did get some Oscar love. It won for Best Sound. And it got a Special Achievement Award for Visual Effects. It was also nominated for Best Score for John Williams. Of course. I mean, he's nominated this year. The man is, you know, always... He's always around. (laughs) I mean, the score for this was fantastic. We'll talk about it when we get there. But there are so many good score moments Mm -hmm. in this movie. Um, But it lost to fame. Okay. So, uh, okay. And then... (laughs) Uh, it also was nominated for Best Art Direction, but it lost to Tess, which I don't even know what that is. Neither do I. What was the mystery behind her eyes? What was the secret beneath her smile? What was the shame concealed in her heart? These nuts! Ha! <laughs> <Got> he! <laughs> uh, yeah, so, interesting. But yeah, not, not as much Oscar love. But still something 
I feel like it probably got more Oscar love just because Star Wars got so much, you know. And it, I don't think because when Kasdan took over the writing process, mm-hmm. Kasdan was very much into making this a more character-driven story. Yes. Unlike A New Hope, which is very it's a spectacle. Yeah. And they dove into a lot more into this one with Vader than they did with the original. Right. Honestly, in the original, Vader's only in A New Hope for 12 minutes. Right. He's really just kind of like a mysterious, like, dark figure. And, like, in yeah. this, they he has a lot more screen time. Yeah, they start putting more and more yeah. in there for they him. They put, like, little Easter eggs. To, like, there. get you to, like, start thinking about it. And I think that's why, like, this movie objectively is, like, more generally enjoyed than Star Wars, like the original, because Star Wars is kind of more based on, like, the spectacle of it and the effects, which are, for the time, really cool and everything. Watching it now, I'm bored, you know what I mean? I was a little bored at times. This one, I wasn't bored at all. I was, like, very into it. Well, I was very invested in the characters. Even, uh, well, also, thinking of this being the second movie of the three, mm-hmm. if you have to think of New Hope, Han got the character, like, Harrison Ford got the character of Han Solo right away. He's almost perfect from the very beginning. Right. But he grew a little with this character in this movie. Leia grows with, you know, grows as Leia. Luke has the biggest jump from four to five, I feel like. Like, how he oh, grows yeah. as a character. yeah. From those movies, you know? Sure. Uh, but they all were got better, in my opinion. Yes. I think so, too. Um, I definitely care more about them. And Luke was definitely less of a space cadet in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> which was nice. <laughs> Very true. So that that was good. All right. So you ready to get into this? I'm ready to start with New York. Woo! Okay. So we, should, of course, start with The Crawl. In a world. <laughs> yeah, so basically they go for the crawl, they met they bring up Luke. Can I just say, yes. like, before we get into the crawl, like the crawl okay. In Rise of Skywalker, when we do do the review on Rise of Skywalker, the crawl itself on Rise of Skywalker sucks. <laughs> It sucks. And I never thought that I would say that because the crawl seems like such a simple thing to do. Yeah. But it sucks. Well, so then this crawl, it like perfectly summed up within like a paragraph how, well, where we're at and what we're doing. Well, the other thing is. And it made sense. Well, the other thing is what didn't make sense about the rise of Skywalker, Skywalker's crawl. If they just start throwing stuff at us, like, oh, we yeah. found the Emperor. And, like, it's, this, it's so It was like, what the hell but just we, happened? I mean, Rise of Skywalker in itself is just a bunch of, like, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. So that makes sense. But, but you also figure this movie had, as this movie's three years after A New Hope, mm-hmm. technically, this has to fill in three years of time, and they do it almost seamlessly. Yes. No, they do definitely, yeah. So... Yeah, it doesn't feel like you've lost any time or you, you know exactly what's going on. It's just, oh my god. Yeah. So, automatically, we're off to a good start. And comparatively with Rise of Skywalker, it's just like, it's so obvious, like, what could have been changed to make it better. But that's 
That's my little side piece about Rise of Skywalker. Yes. So sorry about we that. Will, we'll we, we, we will constantly probably reference Rise of Skywalker in the series. <laughs> because it's just so... It's the uh, latest. We have to bring up the points. Um, so, the crawl happens. Yes. It's, you know, Luke's the first character brought up in the crawl. They bring up how the Empire is sending probes out to try and find the Resistance. Probes in space. Sorry, I didn't do that. <laughs> it's, it's fine. So they send the probe to Hoth, where the Rebels are. <laughs> and then that's where we get our first shot of Luke Skywalker, Woo. who is now a leader of the Rogue Squadron. And he's on a Tauntaun. A Tauntaun, you say? A Tauntaun. <laughs> Which is like a big like goat slash camel slash horse yes basically it's a it's a smelly animal as han calls it oh i thought they smelled bad on the outside but yes uh so he's on the tauntaun and he basically immediately gets attacked by a yeti (laughs) in the face yeah he gets hit in the face i found out later that this scene was put in of him getting attacked by the Yeti mm. because they were afraid Mark Hamill, who had gotten into an accident. Oh, yeah, he got in like a car accident, right? He got into a car accident before filming, and they were afraid his scars were going to show up. But by the time they started filming, he was perfectly fine. So it all worked out. <laughs> but so he gets attacked by a Yeti and taken away. So, yeah, so he gets, as he gets attacked by the Yeti. Han is, like, going back to base, because Han is there, too. Han! <laughs> Han is my favorite. Han so is the he's best. So good. He literally has, like, the best lines. He's great. He is really the best, and he goes into the base, and he goes, and he sees Leia, and him and Leia give, like, glares at each other. Like, li- but he doesn't really give a glare. No, he, lo- he, he looks at her, she glares he at him. He looks at her, and she glares at him with utter disdain, and it's like, aren't you two supposed to be lovey-dovey? Aren't you two supposed to be love? <laughs> so Han goes and tells, like, the commanding officer, who is not important right now, tells him, I gotta go. Uh, Jabba has basically increased looking for me. Yeah, like... I, I have to go pay I him. Get out of here. I have to go pay him, or I'm the dead man. Yeah. So... it's like, mm, fuck you, you're just gonna leave? Yeah, you're, just, <laughs> you're, you're gonna leave. They, they're they bickering. She go. He goes, oh, we, we need... We need me? Not you need me? <laughs> she goes, yes, you're a natural-born leader. And that's not the point. <laughs> yeah, they like bickering back and forth. You want me... Well, you were afraid I was going to leave without giving you a kiss goodbye? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Han just walks away from her, storms off. He's like, you could use a good kiss. <laughs> that's like one of the, my favorite lines. Uh-huh. Come on. You're imagining things. Am I? Then why are you following me? Afraid I was going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? I just assumed he's a woman. I can arrange that. Use a good kiss. Uh. Yeah, so they, they're having a little bit of uh, issues at the moment. Um, it was actually funny because I think it was brought up that Kasdan and Lucas at one point discussed their relationship. Han and Leia. Han and Leia's. And at one point he said their relationship is not a relationship that was meant to last. Oh. They were meant to be 
I guess, a flash in the pan. Aww. Aww. That makes me sad. I like them. It, they are, I think, over time, like, I think that's oh, changed. Realistically, over time, like, if those two, like, if we followed them throughout their lives together, they probably would have butted heads all the time and eventually, like, blew up. And well, that's not. well, that's the point. In, like, Force Awakens, they were apart. Yeah. Because, like, they clearly still love each other. They do, but they were both very strong willed. Yeah. And they're both very much set in their ways. So, uh, Luke's still missing. He's being, he's hanging upside down. In uh, a cave, in a cave, the yeti. as the yeti eats his tauntaun. Oh, poor goat, horse camel. And this is where we see Luke reach out, get use the, the force, Luke. <laughs> use the force, Luke. I've run out of lubricant. He reaches out, grabs the lightsaber, gets sent to his hand, cuts himself free, and we get the first arm. Chop off of the movie. Oh yeah, he chopped off the Yeti's arm, which I uh, foreshadowing. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, the Yeti goes and screams away because he just had his arm chopped off. Yeah, and Luke stumbles out into the cold. At this point, Han is freaking out that Luke has not shown up back at the base. Yeah, Han, up to this point, has been like trying to evoke that he's. You know, very standoffish about the rebellion. He doesn't really truly care about the rebellion. But when Luke's missing, he's the first one to be like, I gotta go out there and find my friend. Yeah. You know, so. Because Luke is not one to not check in and not be there. Right. So Han leaves to go find Luke. Uh, Luke is passed out in the snow. Mm-hmm. And he gets a vision of. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Alec Guinness has returned to us. Um, just as an aside, because I think this is kind of funny, because he does his ghosty ghosts that show up again and later on in the movie, but altogether, he's probably in this movie for, like, maybe two minutes. He, he has a couple of voiceover moments, but yeah, it's not he's not in the movie very long. Right. So, he, Alec Guinness, returned for one day of shooting and earned millions of dollars for his trouble as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I think that's worth uh, mentioning. Good for you, Alec Guinness. Get your money. Uh, so yeah, he he's like, you have to go to the Dagobah system and learn from Yoda. And at the time, that, I mean, to people who don't, like, know who that is, like, first time watching it, you're like, who the fuck, what? Dagobah, Yoda, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> We're all, we're already on Hoff, which I found out was I think filmed in Norway. Ah, cool. Was it Arendelle? <laughs> Maybe. Anna and Elsa come out. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. I'm sorry. Um, the Yeti is just like Sven, but really like pissed off, and <laughs> the Yeti's all off. <laughs> No, oh, yeah, the Yeti can be all off. No, the Yeti's Snowball. Oh, that's right, Snowball. No, Marshmallow. Marshmallow, that's the guy's name, the big ice monster. Oh, God, Disney properties crossing over all the time. (laughs) Um, So, Obi-Wan tells him he's got to go to the Dagobah system, and as he starts to fade away, Han shows up. Yay, Han saves the day. Han saves the day, and Han... 
At his his tauntaun ends up passing out. His tauntaun dies from the cold. Yeah. So then Han, Han like literally like bear grills it and like cuts open the guy's stomach, this. the tauntaun's stomach, and puts uh, Luke in there to keep him warm and toasty. Yes, <laughs> until they can be rescued. Which is yeah, it's totally bear grills. This has been made fun of countless times. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely remember seeing like a Family Guy. Apparently. Family Guy has done it. Rick and Morty's done it. Morty, Venzenulon Nine has a night temperature of three hundred below. We'll freeze, Morty. We'll, we'll be dead in seconds. I I I think I saw a cave over there. I've seen too many movies, Morty. A cave isn't gonna cut it. We're gonna have to use Bebo. Bebo led us to water. He, he's our friend. He won't even feel it. Oh no no. no. <laughs> um, you know it's it's. A, See, that's been, but yeah, so they survived the night. Right, and then they're rescued. The next They're day. all back together, Han and Chewie and the droids and Leia. And yes, they're all good. Luke, and they're all together, and immediately, right after they've all had this beautiful reunion, Han and Leia start fighting again. <laughs> Han and Leia start fighting again because Han says that Leia made it so he can't leave. Yeah, because, like, the higher-ups were like, you know, it's not safe to leave. Everyone's got to stay grounded. And Han's like, no, Leia just wanted me to stay because I'm so handsome and cool. <laughs> and then she calls him a nerf herder which is, and a laser brain, which is like, what are what's these names? I don't understand. Yes, we will play you the insult right now. <laughs> I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. But you didn't see us alone in the South Passage. She expressed her true feelings for me. What? Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Who's scruffy-looking? But yes, yeah, she insults him, calls him a nerf herder, which, and he got, and the one thing he looks to goes, I'm not scruffy. Yeah, that a scruffy-looking nerf herder. I'm not scruffy. I may be a nerf herder, whatever that is, <laughs> but I'm not scruffy. Uh, so then Leia's like, you don't know anything about women, and then kisses Luke. Which, okay, let's discuss that for a second. Okay. So, clearly, despite the fact that George Lucas had this nine-movie plan from the get-go, did not originally plan for Leia and Luke to be sister no. and brother. He he's, his because that would be weird. <laughs> his, well, yes, his initial well, Lucas has a lot of problems, but we'll get there at some point. <laughs> Luke uh, had a, there was a plan for Luke to have another sister that wasn't Leia, but that character got scrapped and folded into Leia, which is fine. I'm not mad about it, but like it's clear from that moment that like. Oh, he had no idea. No. That was not the plan originally. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So, it's very interesting, but now, ignoring that fact, yes, she just kissed her brother. They don't know that Fun. yet. So, <laughs> And they never mention it again. <laughs> well, they do. They do mention it in return. That they... They don't mention that they kiss, though. Yes, it. It was like she's like it was like kissing. Like she she brings it up. It goes, oh, really? It does oh, get brought up in Return of the Jedi. Okay. This is why we need to revisit this because I don't remember little details like that. So now the Empire is attacking. Wow. The Empire has found them. They are coming to attack. 
we get the first sight of both AT-ATs and ATSTs. Ooh, what's the difference? So the AT-ATs are the big, tall ones, the monster-sized ones. Okay. That are on four legs, while the ATSTs are the smaller ones on two legs. Ah. The AT-ATs are called walkers, while the ATSTs are uh, sometimes referred to as chicken walkers because they look like chickens. <laughs> okay, that's a very intimidating name. Yes. So they are. It's the first appearance of them. Uh, Spider-Man actually references this movie in uh, Civil War. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, uh, Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know. I didn't carbon date him. He's on the young side. Uh, you know that part where they're on the snow planet uh, with the walking thingies? We also. Cut to Vader too. At one of these points, Vader is upset that the general gave away their position, so he kills the general on screen, <laughs> like from a different room. Just kills him. Oh yeah, like through the TV. That was funny. That was great. Vader is very powerful. Basically, so now they're they're getting ready to attack the rebel base. Luke is still kind of not a hundred percent, but he's gonna fly anyway and wait they fly now <laughs> they fly now they fly now <laughs> oh, they fly now they fly now they fly now sorry guys we gotta make i had to do it i had to do it i'm sorry uh it's okay that line hurts for so many reasons <laughs> One, sorry, oh, now I gotta pause on this for a second. Oh no, we're doing another aside for Rise of Skywalker. Once we get to the Rise of Skywalker review, what are we gonna talk about? We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> so, first off, stormtroopers have been flying for a long time. <laughs> if you've ever played a Star Wars video game or read a Star Wars book, stormtroopers have been flying basically forever. A, this shouldn't be new technology. Finn would know about it. He was a stormtrooper. So why would he not know that they were working on flight technology, even if it didn't exist in canon? Even though it does? Oh. Scott's getting very nerdy upset right now. Uh, it doesn't matter. So, Luke is getting ready to fly. Han's getting yes. ready to leave. Yes. And Luke looks at Han. and They have this very like romantical moment. I actually wanted to ask you, because Luke does. I thought he was gonna be like, "I love you," <laughs> and then Han goes, "Be careful." Do you, what, do you think that's like actually what he was going to say? What do you think Luke was going to say in this moment? Oh, I don't know. Was it, wait, but it seemed like Han was gonna say something. They both looked like they wanted to say something, yeah. and they both chose not to. Well, because probably because Luke was like, "Well, he's just gonna leave," so I don't want to be like a fucking dork and be like, "Be good, man. I love you." <laughs> I don't know what he was going to say, but it's it's clear that they have a, a bond. Yes, it's very it's a nice moment. I don't I didn't remember that from when I first watched it. So. Yeah, so they're they're brothers. They're brothers, basically. So well, I mean, at this point, they've known each other for like three years. Those are three yeah. Years, so. so now we go into some of the Battle of Hoth, and in the Battle of Hoth, we. So wait. Yes. Now that I'm thinking about it, this is this is actually in real life set three years after New Hope. Yes. So like, 
Leia's been keeping him on a leash for fucking three years at arm's length. Come on, Leia. Well, Come on, Leia. I, I assume... Well, I think they do reference that they have... Soften up, Leia. I think at times they have flirted and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw him a bone. Throw him a bone, Leia. Come on. You know you love him. He's a scruffy little nerf herder. <laughs> He is a very scruffy-looking nerf herder. Uh, so we get a little bit of the Battle of Hoth, and yeah, that was fun. It's a fun battle with the ATATs and Luke and the Rogue Squadron flying around. Luke's uh, <laughs> Luke's pilot, who or gunner, who's like, I can take on the entire Empire, gets shot nearly immediately, <laughs> and he's dead. <laughs> there are a couple times Luke's like. Man, like, man, oh god. <laughs> and he's like freaking out that he's dead for a little bit. And then he tries to rescue his body before he gets crushed, but that doesn't happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, we also meet Wedge Antilles, mm. who sends, does the tripping of the first ATAT. Right. Which is a really cool scene watching them grapple the ATAT's legs and cause it to trip. <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird, like, like, teenager, like, prank, but like in huge. Star Wars scale. <laughs> yes. So, as they're doing that, Leia Han goes and saves Leia. Yes, because the the base is being attacked. Yes, Vader's in the base. Right. Vader's coming. So Han, right as like he's getting ready to leave, goes back to save Leia, and immediately they start sniping again. <laughs> yes, they, they they start. Sn- and immediately C three PO is being a pain in the ass. Yeah. So nothing has changed. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, Luke crashes, Han saves Leia, they fly off, and then Luke gets into the X-Wing, and he also flies off. But he's not going to meet up with the army. No, he's going to Dagobah. Ah, yes, because he remembers, in a vague dream, Dagobah, Yoda! <laughs> so, yeah, so he's gonna go there and find Yoda, I'm excited to see Yoda. Yes. I need my Muppet. <laughs> he's going there. But in the same breath as he's going to Dagobah, on the, nobody's chasing Luke. Mm-hmm. Han and Leia and Chewie are basically trying to survive. Yeah, that kind of annoyed me like at first because I was like, okay, you're, like, you're just going to go off on this like secret mission by yourself. Meanwhile, your friends are like in the ship right now. Like, that doesn't really seem... That doesn't really seem very brotherly. No, it's not. It's kind of screwy, because at one point, R2's like, what do you mean we're not going to... Yeah, R2's like, um, excuse me, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. Hello. <laughs> Don't worry, R2, I, I got you. I need a detour. We're going to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> do you want anything? So, they go, and Han is... So Han, Leia, and Chewie are being chased by, basically, the Empire. Right. <laughs> and, uh... They're being chased. Their hyper they go to go to hi- their hyperdrive doesn't work for the first time of this movie. Yeah, the, the whole thing with the hyperdrive is like it's a running thing throughout the whole movie that's like really frustrating by the end of it because it's just like, why doesn't it work? <laughs> well, because as they brought up before, the Millennium Falcon is a piece of junk. <laughs> I mean, we love her though. We do. We do. She's the real scruffy nerve herder in this is. situation. So. Han, being the best pilot in the galaxy, Woo. decides he's going to go through an asteroid field. Woo! <laughs> and then he has a good line in this part where uh, 
C-3PO is like, Sir, the odds of going through an asteroid belt are a bajillion and one to one. And he's like, Don't ever tell me the odds. <laughs> Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1! Never tell me the odds. <laughs> it was good. It's a great... It's, he's definitely got all the best lines. Oh yeah, of course Han has all the best lines. Han is great. But, so he goes through this, he gets away, and he hides in the asteroid. Right. Now Luke crashes on Dagobah. Yes. In, like, the water, right? Yes, he crashes in the water, his X-Wing is basically sunk. Yeah, it's kind of funny because like a little bit of his like ditzy space cadet came out in Luke. Yes, who's <laughs> like R two falls in the water and he's underneath the water and Luke just goes over. And he's like R two, R two, where are you? I'm like he just fell in the water. Where do you think he is? He's a fucking million pound droid. He's in the water. Yes. <laughs> like you, you're not gonna be able to lift R two. <laughs> So, and R2's then, little thing pops up, yeah. and he starts trying to get get his way out. He gets swallowed by a lizard and spit out. Yeah. And then the that's when, like, one of the best sound moments happens in this movie, because R2's little scream comes out. <laughs> and it's it's a great little thing. You know, he's all messed up. He's all dirty. So it looks it looks good. It actually does look really good. Uh, then we cut to Vader. And this is the first time we see Vader without the mask. Yeah, we see the back of Anakin's head. Which is a really cool like sight because you see like some of the damage that's been done through the burning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in, we see a couple times Vader's in that, uh, that chamber, which I think has been brought up as a, as a pressure chamber. It's meant yeah. to... That it's the only place where Vader can actually take off his helmet and kind of breathe without the mask, mm-hmm. or at least breathe a that little better. That was a better. cool shot, though. Him and like opening up the chin. There's a lot of good like like wider shots in this. Yeah, that kind of show like the whole scope of like Vader's ship or like. Oh yeah, because uh, Vader's ship's bigger than a regular star destroyer, mm-hmm. and it like looks really cool. It looks like a real good like Facebook cover photo. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks awesome. So now we cut back, and we meet Yoda. Yoda! But we don't know he's Yoda yet. No, we don't. We know, because we know. (laughs) But Yoda appears, Yes. and he starts messing around with Luke's shit. Now, uh, before we go any further, I must... Yes. I must explain, good Yoda, uh, he's voiced and puppeteered by the great Frank Oz. He is. Of uh, Jim Henson Company. Uh, he has played multiple Muppets that we know and love, including Miss Piggy, <laughs> Fozzie, Animal, Grover, Cookie Monster, and Bert of the, the grand duo Bertnery. Yes. Famously, George Lucas and Jim Henson were friends, and he actually wanted Henson to play Yoda, um, Yoda but he, I believe, was directing, I believe, Muppets Take Manhattan? Or Muppet, like Great Muppet Caper, one of those movies, yeah. a Muppet movie. So he was like, "Here, take Frank Oz. He can do it." And he definitely can. He did a great job. Oh yeah. George Lucas thought he did such a great job that he actually tried to campaign for Frank Oz to get an Oscar nomination, but uh, the Academy was like, "No, puppeteers aren't actors, bitch." Which, fuck you. But yeah, exactly, I agree with that. 
But well, uh, I agree with the fuck you and that the, yeah. the puppeteers aren't but, actors. But uh, Frank Oz really didn't give a shit because he I don't think he was expecting to get an Oscar nomination for his role as Yoda in Star Wars. But he did do a great job. Although I do have to say there are many times, well, pretty much the entire time throughout this, where like you can hear. You can hear Grover in Yoda. You can hear Cookie Monster in Yoda. You can hear Miss Piggy in Yoda. It's kind of hilarious. I am wondering, why are you here? I'm looking for someone. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> but, um, no. it's still cool. Like, not in a bad way. No, it's but, still yeah. cool. No, it, it's, I, it's hard. I, even for, like, voice actors, I guess this is kind of, as much as this is puppetry, it's also voice acting, to a degree. Right. You know, you have these voice actors who've done thousands of roles, like, hell, Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's true. So, and you hear him do a certain role, and you're like, yeah, you can tell that's some some of the Joker, some of uh, Lord Ozai, <laughs> you know? It's just, it's just you've if you've done enough voices, something's gonna repeat at some point. That's true. But, true, true, true. So Yoda's fucking around with Luke's shit. And uh, he gets into a mini fight with uh, R2-D2, which is very funny, over a light. Oh yeah, he's like hitting him with a stick. <laughs> At this point, Frankie goes and asks me, she goes, How does Oh that yes, I tried to point out a plot hole at this point. So you, yes. you explain the plot hole, so but the, I point out. Frankie points out that, how does R2 not recognize Yoda? Because R2 was Anakin's droid, yes. and Anakin was always, like, he was around Yoda. He was, but in at least in the movies, the only time R2 would have ever met Yoda, and at least in the movie, mm-hmm. and he does meet him in Clone Wars once as say, well. I'm going to say, I'm sure he meets him in, like, the, the, cartoon. the cartoon. He does meet him once in the cartoon. Uh-huh. But the only time they meet in the movies is in episode three. At Luke's birth. Right. Which no one really introduces R2 to Yoda. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess he can get away with it. Sure. But also, we also know that C-3PO's mind was wiped once, so maybe R2 was partially wiped too. Digress, this came out before that, so they didn't really plan that well. Sure. But uh, I just thought it was funny that, like, the first time we see Yoda, he's... Like, just so, like, he's so different from, like, the normal, like, wise old man character that he usually is. He's acting like a cantankerous old, like, fart. <laughs> like, little crazy little guy, like, just, Meh. like, give me your food, I like this. <laughs> like, yeah. He, he's like, how do, you, how do you eat so much? How do you eat this and grow so big? Uh, and then Luke lets out that he's looking for Yoda. And he goes, oh, you're looking for Jedi Master Yoda. Mm. He goes, you know him? He goes, of course I know <laughs> him. <laughs> Later on, he's like, oh, are we close to Master Yoda? Can we get there quickly? He's like, oh, Master Yoda is very close. <laughs> um, so he goes, come, come with me. We, 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 we go see Yoda. We eat first, and then we'll go see Yoda. <laughs> we must eat. <laughs> I like to eat. <laughs> and Luke is kind of being very impatient with this Muppet. So he, so now we cut over back to Han and Chewie are trying to fix the Falcon. Right. 
and C-3PO is again being a pain in the ass and Luke is just like get away and then he goes to help Leia and they have like their like penultimate like lovey dovey scene well not penultimate there's another really yes. good romantic scene well, but uh, this he, one is like yeah. Uh, we get uh, he goes you're trembling what are you afraid of? afraid? you're trembling I'm not trembling No, I'm not. They have a very, like, you know, it starts out like, you're a scoundrel, but you like scoundrels. <laughs> I like nice men. <laughs> and then he kisses her, and it's, like, very romantic and very sweet. And then C-3PO fucking cock blocks, and I want to fucking throw him out of the fucking <laughs> ship. Because, <laughs> and Han just turns around, and he's like, thank you so much, C-3PO. <laughs> and he goes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and then Leia, like, runs away. <laughs> Oh no, emotion. I must run away. I can't. I can't. Uh, she's a princess. She can't love a nerf herder. Aww. But, like, she doesn't act like a princess. No, she's she's a. She's like a warrior. She is. She, this is why she becomes General Leia at she's some point. Queen. We cut back to the Empire who's searching for the Han and Leia and the Falcon, and they can't find them. So. A soldier comes up to Vader saying, the Emperor wants to speak with you. We have to leave the asteroid field to go speak to the Emperor. Vader goes, yes, let's do that, basically. Mm -hmm. Let's leave the asteroid field. And we get the first look at Emperor Palpatine. Yes, which you mentioned something interesting. Yes. Um, that, like, because in the, in the version that we watched, it yeah. was obviously um, an Ian McDermott. Yes. Old Ian McDermott. Uh, hologram. Yes, talking to Darth Vader, but in the like original. In the original, original, okay. In the original, I didn't know this. That you told me there, there's a couple of changes, of course, because Lucas has changed this, those these movies a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the original, it is a woman with baboon eyes covering her face, and. Mm -hmm. Another man voicing the character of the hologram of Emperor Palpatine. Fun. It's it's a it's a mess to be honest. That's weird. Yeah. Um. Certainly weird. So in this scene, though, um, Palpatine kind of tells Vader without telling the audience because the audience doesn't know who Vader is. Right. But he kind of tells Vader that Luke is Anakin Skywalker's son. Yes, he's the offspring of Anakin Therefore, Skywalker. Therefore, he is Darth Vader's son. Yes. So this is the moment where Vader realizes that. Yes, is this is the moment. Um, though, technically, if you, <laughs> if you listen to Pitch Perfect and you know German, you might know ahead of time who Vader is. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Oh, right, so you just happened to guess the biggest cinematic reveal in history? Vader in German means father. His name is literally Darth Father. Huh. Maybe. Because of the word father? Oh, yeah, well, Carolina mentioned that in our other, in for New Hope. She yes. said, like, there's a lot of, uh, 
German and like other languages in, infused in Star Wars. So yes, yeah. But yeah, Vader I think is German for father or around that. So now we come back to back to Yoda's house. Woo! And Yoda's like, oh, here, have some of the soup, you know. He's just being, like, cantankerous and weird and annoying. And Luke is like, I, can't we just go meet Yoda already? You and pain? then and Yoda and Ben Kenobi have a little conversation. And Yoda goes, he's not ready. He's too impatient. <laughs> the anger flows through him. I can't train him. <laughs> <laughs> and Obi-Wan goes, well, I was like that, too. Mm. When you trained me, not Qui-Gon. Yeah, yeah, who the fuck is Qui-Gon? <laughs> so, they finally he convinces, and then they clicks with Luke, like, You're Yoda? No, there's a random other Jedi living in this swamp. <laughs> oh, Luke, you're such a space cadet. Good thing you're in space. So, Yoda finally agrees to train him. Uh, he goes, I, I'm not afraid. And then Yoda goes, you will be. You will be afraid. <laughs> so that, ominous. Yes. So Han and Leia and Chewie are about, they're still fixing the ship. And the creatures attack the ship. My <laughs> And then they realize after Han accidentally shoots the ground that they are inside a giant worm. As, you know, sure. <laughs> that has not started digesting them at all. But, you know, they guess. They fly out. They're they're fine, you know. About to be chased by the Empire again. <laughs> Luke is training with... A, is starts tra- his training with Yoda. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's he, doing a lot of, like, philosophical chatter. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and then we get to the point where Luke feels something in the woods. And he has, I got a bad feeling about this. Yes. <laughs> and he goes off into the woods and he gets into his first fight with Darth Vader. Yeah. Where kind it... Of. Kind of. <laughs> and Luke... And they have this mini fight. Luke swings for the head. He actually does aim for the head. Ah. Okay. Continue. <laughs> and he, so he takes off Vader's head. The helmet, the front of the helmet blows off and it's Luke's face. Right. Oh, my goodness. So that kind of implies that, like, if you give in to your anger and you just, you know, kill Darth Vader out of anger and and hatred, that it's just going to lead to your downfall. You will become Vader. Eventually. So fast forward, now we go back to Han and Leia, and the hyperdrive still doesn't work. Uh, this fucking hyperdrive, I can't. I really can't. So they decide the best thing to do is hide on the back of the Star Destroyer. Sure. Why not? Leading to Vader killing another general. <laughs> we love that. Now we cut because now we're cutting back and forth between our main characters. Basically, we cut back to Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during his training. The X-Wing sinks fully into the swamp now. Oh, yes. And this is the part where, like, Luke is trying to, like, pull it out. And he's like, it's too big. And Yoda's like, the size doesn't matter. You need to trust the Force. Blah, 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 blah. We the get, force, city, force, city, force, force, force. We get one of Yoda's best lines. And 
it is the greatest line of do or do not. There is no try. Ah. All right, I'll give it a try. No. Try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try. And then, um, just, just to kind of, like, show Luke, like, listen, size doesn't matter. I'm about, like, two inches tall, and look what I can do. And he pulls his hand out, and he lifts up the X-Wing from the water miraculously. And, well, and the score here is great. Oh, yeah. This, uh, the this amazement of this little Muppet lifting this X-Wing. Yeah, it really enhances it. I, like, the score for this moment in particular, there are a lot of good score moments, but this one in particular really enhances the moment. Which I feel like is what a lot of good scores should do. I mean, they kind of just bring an already epic moment to another level. Yeah, so they, so yes, he's like a boss. So now we cut back to Leia Han, and they try to escape into the garbage, and they are followed by Boba Fett. Boba Fett! <laughs> Boba Fett! Boba Fett! Uh, this is where Luke senses that Han and Leia are in trouble, and they're going to die. Oh, yes, and he says that they are on a city of clouds. Yes. And right after that, Han and Leia are like, okay, well, we're we're right near Cloud City. Yeah. So, and I have a friend here named, uh... Uh, fuck. Lando Calrissian. <laughs> I just had a brain fart. Uh, Lando Calrissian, played by the sexy, the suave, the cool, Billy D. Williams. Lando? Billy D. <laughs> so, uh, Billy D. is the coolest of the cool. He played Harvey Dent in 1989. He Batman. did. They didn't really give him much to do in that, but yes. But that's... His other, like, I mean, this is what he's most known for, I would say. He also played <laughs> Harvey Dent and Two-Face in the Lego Batman. Ah. How did you get in here? I make unpredictable decisions. Where he actually got to be Two-Face. Fun. Um, but yeah, he's very cool. Um, he's lived off that cool factor forever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he immediately starts flirting with Leia the second thing. Oh, happen. immediately. So they land... Leia's kind of like, oh, I don't really trust you. Han's like, yo, he's a good friend. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Trust me. I'm like, uh. He's shit. fine. Uh, C-3PO gets taken out almost immediately. Good. I mean, who fucking cares? And uh, they say they're fixing the ship, so Han is chilling with Leia and Chewie. Luke is now leaving uh, Dagobah. And Obi-Wan is like, Obi-Wan and Yoda are both like, you can't leave, you have to finish your training, if you leave now, all of this was for nothing, they're all gonna die for nothing. Yeah, and he had another kind of space cadet moment in this too, where Luke is like, oh, I, I, can, I can handle it, I've learned so much from you, Yoda, and I'm like... It's been a day. <laughs> it's been a, maybe it's a been, couple days. Uh, okay, fine. It's been two days. <laughs> This the force is supposed to be this vast, like all encompassing power, and you've been here for two days and you think you know everything. Okay, yeah. girl. Okay. And they say they were basically saying you you will fall to the dark side, you'll lose the Vader, basically. But he didn't fall to the dark side. No, but you he know He did lose. He did lose. But he didn't fall to the dark side. Uh he also goes he Obi Wan's like, I don't want you to end up like your father. 
Oh boy, it's coming. <laughs> um. Uh, so Han, uh, Luke goes, I'll come back, I will. Yeah. And he flies away, and Obi-Wan and Yoda talk some more, and Obi-Wan goes, he's our last hope. No, there is another. <gasps> Soap opera, gasp! So, come uh, back to Cloud City. Yes, yeah, so eventually, um, it is revealed that the the Empire had already landed on Cloud City before Han and Leia even got there, and they basically forced Lando to trap them. Yes, because Lando, if Lando does not give them Han and Leia, Cloud City will cease to exist, basically. Right. So, um, they had this really cool scene where they kind of open the doors, and Vader's just there. Han immediately takes out his gun and starts shooting, and Vader just blocks oh, it's, it and grabs the like, it's a grabs the great force. scene. It is a really good scene. Um, and then it leads to eventually like uh, Vader basically torturing Han. Them. Yeah. And like it was weird because even Han was like, they're not even at, they didn't even ask me any questions. They just fucked like they just tortured me for no reason. And his, he was like, like there was one scene where. Lando is outside the room, and you can only hear Han just yep. screaming, guttural screams. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's, oh, it's a good, that was a good part. I like that It's part. a great scene, and it just shows you, like, it was basically for nothing. Uh, Lando comes to talk to Han and Leia, and Lando, and Han punches him in the face. Yeah, I like that moment, too, because when they did bring Han back into, like, the room with Chewie, and then Leia comes in, and she's like... Oh, why are they doing this to us? And she's like petting his head and like t trying to take care of him. It was sweet. I was like, oh. So like they have all these like you know typical like rom com like squabbling moments like oh hey there's don't get along those two. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. But then they have like these like sweet little moments. Even just like when they're like talking like strategy and stuff. Yeah. There's a couple of times where it's like oh they're a good team. Like oh it's nice. Yeah, they're very. So they have their moments. Too. They do and. It's sad, but then Lando goes, they don't even want you. Well, the bounty hunter wants Han, but they want Luke. Luke is coming for you. And right. Basically, the reason that Vader wanted to trap them was that he knew that Luke would come for them. Yeah, so they get the idea to freeze. Vader wants to freeze Luke. But, uh, but it to is... To basically destabilize him so that he can bring him to the Emperor. Yes, because... The Emperor says how much Luke would be a great asset. Right. Um, but the, they are afraid that process is going to kill Luke. Right, so they decide they're going to test it on Han. Captain Solo. So, they... And as this whole process is going on, Lando is feeling more and more anxious, and really, he's just he feels very guilty, and he wants to, like... Oh, and, fix and Vader keeps changing the deal on him. Yeah. And, like, pushing his buttons, basically. Because Vader knows there's nothing Lando can do. If Vader wanted to, he could have killed Lando in a second. So, then we get this penultimate moment when Han is going to get frozen in carbonate. And I totally forgot that this happened, but, like, before the big moment that everybody knows from this scene... Uh, Chewie has a fucking shining star moment yes, where does. he is like a badass and kills like fucking three troopers, like going crazy, like, oh, save my body. 
Yes. Oh, and at some point, we should probably mention, since he's a part of this too, uh, at some point, Chewie finds C-3PO again and, like, half puts him back together and, like, straps him to his back. So he's there too, for some fucking yes. reason. For quote-unquote comic relief. Basically. I mean, who cares? But anyway, the more important Don't thing is that Chewie is a fucking badass. He is. And he kills three goddamn troopers. I love Chewie. Yes, Chewie is great. And, he, yeah, he kills three stormtroopers, and Han calms him down because he goes, they're going to kill you, like, you I have... need you to protect Leia, I'll be fine. And then they don't even say anything, they just, like, kiss, and it's a very sweet moment, because, like, they don't know if he's gonna die, and it's very sad. And then they have this moment, it's, like, one of those, like, quintessential moments from this movie that everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leia says, I love you, and Han says, I know. So. Okay. So Scott, you had a, a piece of trivia well, I have about two, this particular. Moment I have two things about this one. Okay. The first one is. You know I love the facts. Yes. The you fun facts. Yes, the fun fact. The first one is George Lucas hates this scene. Yes, I knew. I knew that. George Lucas despises the scene and actually was not on set when they originally filmed it. Right. Because I, I remember reading that he wanted to cut it when he saw it. Well, yes. He, and then it tested well, and he's like, okay, keep it in. <laughs> yeah, basically. Frank Kasdan basically fought him to keep this scene in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was right, because it is so much better than but that. But from what I understand, um, like, Ford, like, suggested that line, like, yeah. himself. Uh, which I think was the best decision, but you're going to tell me what it was going to be originally. Well, okay. So, So, please, please do. The next fact, so the line initially was supposed to be, and another reason they changed it, because they also changed it for another reason, too. Just remember that, because I'll be back. Just remember that, because I'll be back. Oh, okay. Well, I I know why they changed it then. Can I I guess why they changed it? Because I did read this in my fun facts. Now, Han being frozen at the end of this movie in Carbonite was because they were unsure if Harrison Ford was going to come back for a third movie because he did not have a three movie contract with them. Mm. Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher had a three movie deal. Yes, they did. But Harrison Ford did not. So they weren't sure if he was going to come back. Harrison was on the fence about it. Yeah, because Harrison... Doesn't like the. Character. I mean, he he wanted Han killed off in this movie, but Han he wanted he wanted Lucas, Han killed multiple times. Lucas refused to do it. So, is that why? Yes. They, okay, that makes sense. They weren't aware. They weren't sure he was going to come back. But yes, that was initially going to be the line. That would have been weird if if they had kept that. It would have been weird because if they had kept that, that would have been like a big line, you know. And then like Terminator probably wouldn't use "I'll be back." I'll be back. No, they probably wouldn't. They probably would, and that that changed movie history. Yeah, but also if you think about it, in using this line, mm-hmm. Han wins their argument from before. Right. I saw that it was so funny because I said that in the beginning, like because in the beginning of the movie, Han is always like, "Oh, I know you have feelings for me. I know. I know you have feelings for me. Just I know you want to keep me here. I'm a scruffy looking nerf herder, and you love it." And then at the end, at the end, she's like, "I love you. I I do. I love you." And he's like, "I fucking know. I said it in the beginning of the movie, you <laughs> asshole. Like yeah. I know." <laughs> he wins. He won. <laughs> so Han's frozen in kryptonite. In carbonite, he's still kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, that's say kryptonite. Uh, he's frozen. He did determine that he's still alive, and Boba Fett's gonna take him away to Jabba. Yes, and then uh, Vader while they're doing that. 
Luke has arrived. Luke arrives, so they're preparing to trap Luke. And, and then yeah. Lando is taking uh, Leia and Chewie... To Vader's ship. To Vader's ship. Yes, and Lando has his bout of consciousness. Yes. And uh, saves them. He uncuffs uh, Chewie. And the second he does... Chewie begins to choke him. I fucking love Chewie. Chewie got fucked in the new movies, man. He did. He's so, like... He's a... I mean, listen. He's not, like, a fully... It's hard to fully flesh out a character... Who you don't really understand. That you can't... Yeah. But, like, he's got some decent characterization in the the original... Even... In this movie. I think they did good by him in Solo. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's I'm talking about like the original oh, yeah. Skywalker uh, trilogy. saga, whatever. Yeah, the uh, Skywalker saga. Um, but yeah, so Chewie starts to choke him. Leia's like, "Yeah, Chewie, kill this motherfucker." Fucking do it. <laughs> uh, and he goes, "You can still save Han. Don't kill me. You can me. still save Han." <laughs> That was weird. I'm like, why do you keep calling him Han? You're supposed to be old friends. It's Han, motherfucker. Uh, so, they let him live, and they go, but uh, Boba Fett gets away. And Leia looks fondly at as the ship... As the ship flies away with her man. Uh, God. So, Luke arrives, and he starts to fight Vader. And Vader is basically toying with him. Yeah. It's pretty obvious that uh, Luke is outmatched. Because at this point, Vader's only using his lightsaber with one hand. He's not even trying. (laughs) Luke, uh, so, as they're doing this, they're uh, trying, they're escaping. Uh, They're having problems trying to escape. Uh, Lando causes a riot in Cloud City. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I was like, um, he just like goes over this like huge loudspeaker in the whole like city and is like, oh uh, yeah, the Empire's here, so like, get the fuck out, get out. <laughs> so as Luke and Vader are fighting, he gets the upper hand for a little bit. He kicks Vader, but then Vader starts actually using the Force and trying a little harder. Yeah, at one point they're fighting, and all of a sudden I just see like an object flying. I'm like, did he just hit him with a chair? <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. The Force. He was throwing things the at him. The Force. <laughs> the Force explains everything. It does. Um, they're, so they're fighting. They get knocked onto this little, like, bridge area. Yeah, this is one of the best, like, wide shots, I feel like, cinematography-wise. Like, it's just such a cool, like, shot of, like, them, like, the the bridge itself, and then surrounded by, like, the black and the stars, kind oh, yeah. of, and, like, it's really cool. And, and so then they're fighting. They're inside. fighting... Vader just overpowers Luke completely, like almost like obliterates him. Luke fights back and then gets his arm chopped off. Ah, foreshadowing from before. Yeah. What's it with the arm? I feel like the arm is like always a thing in these movies, and like I don't <laughs> get it. it it's although a in the new one, in the new trilogy, there really wasn't an arm theme. No, no one lost their arm. No well, C three PO didn't have an arm. Right, but no one cares about C three PO. People care, Frank. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. R two D two is where it's at. Anyway. <laughs> uh. So he cuts off his arm. You you get uh he hanging off the edge. Yeah. And he, he goes, was really good in the scene, Mark Hamill. Yeah. I mean, it's 
that this particular scene has been memed and parried so many times. So it's easy to like look at it and be like, oh my god, like maybe have a little chuckle. But like if you really look at it objectively, like he does really good in this. I think. Yeah, he does, and it, he you get the the most famous line. I am your father. Of course, Vader, search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> it, it's great. It's it's, it, it's an iconic scene. It's sure. iconic. Uh, they, and, like, I like the part where Vader is like, you have no other choice. You must join me. And Luke is like, no, bitch, I have another choice. Wee! <laughs> like, yes. Well, it's also there. great because I don't think anybody, a lot of people don't bring it up, I feel like. But at this point, Vader is also conspiring to kill the Emperor. Oh, yeah, which I thought was weird because, like, I mean, it's not, they, I like The Last Jedi, okay? Let's just make that clear before I say what I'm about to say. I like The Last Jedi, but in The Last Jedi, it made it seem like the idea that Kylo Ren had of, like, killing the, like, destroying the Jedi and destroying the Sith was, like, a bizarre idea. Well, n- it's not bizarre. There's but, like, a, that's basically what he was suggesting, right? Well, he, well, he's, yes, he's suggesting ruling the galaxy as a Sith Lord, because Darth Vader is a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a thing called the Rule of Two, mm-hmm. which means there are a two Sith Lords. There is a Sith Master. Right, and, and then a princess. And an apprentice. I remember that from, like, the prequels. Yoda going, there's always a master and an apprentice. Exactly. Because... Now, to get a little nerdy... Uh, oh, no. Before, now we're getting a nerdy? Yeah. Before everything, there was a lot of Sith. Mm-hmm. And they all killed each other until there were two. Fun. So they decided to just leave it as there needs to be two. We love a whole bunch of killing. That's always fun. Yeah. So, but, yeah, kill all the Jedi. Well, all the Jedi were basically dead at that point. It was just Yoda and Vader. Only one. No, I don't well, Obi Wan's dead now. Anyway. Oh well, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> so it's at this point, it is just Yoda and Vader and Luke, who isn't really a Jedi. Uh, you know, he ha- he has two days of training. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really he's very qualified. Yeah. He's qualified to like maybe like run the register at Target. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, so Luke has now dived down. He's hanging onto what looks like a weather main. Weather main? A weather main. Vane, sorry. I misspeak a lot. You get used to it. Mm. Don't you, me? <laughs> so wait, did he... How did Luke get out? Like, did he... Did he fall off the thing expecting to die? Or did he know he was gonna get out? I think he... I don't know if he expected to die. I think he felt in the force like, that he would be okay. Okay. Because I didn't know if, like, the plan was, I'm just going to kill myself so I don't get turned. I, don't like, I would rather die than turn to the dark. Well, yeah, I think that's I also. I thought that was, like, the team. I think and that's then, also partially it. Like, he would rather just, you know. And then, like, the force kind of just, like, whoosh, shut up. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, he's hanging on this, like, weather vane outside. And he 
he's like, because he, I guess because he never actually saw Han, so he didn't know if Han was alive necessarily. You no, know, he he saw a, a carbonite block. But, right, like he couldn't have been sure, like yeah. that he was around. So he, but he did see Leia, in yeah. you know, in the chaos. So he he like kind of just forced, reached out to Leia. Yes, and was like, "Come save me, please." And Leia does. Leia comes and saves him, and uh, they start to fly away. Try to jump to hyperdrive again. It still doesn't work. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I literally cannot. And Chewie is pissed. He's like, we've been working on this, this whole goddamn movie. And Lando's like, I told him to fix it. I told him to fix it. And you find out Vader had them disable the hard hyperdrive that they fixed. Uh, so finally, R2 goes over, basically flips the switch, and the hyperdrive starts, and they shoot off. And that is why R2 is the king, and C-3PO is the shit. Right. In the bad way. Yes. R2 is the savior of the galaxy. Um... So now we we cut to like the epilogue. Yes, and uh, what I think is most notable about this, um, obviously, uh, well, what happens is Lando and Chewie go off to find, find Han, and Leia and Luke and the rest of them stay behind, just like mm -hmm. you know, to wait and strategize and figure out what their next move is going to be. Okay. Um, in this moment, uh, Luke gets also a robot hand. Yes, making him closer to Vader. Mm, yes, because he becomes yes, a robot. robot. But anyway, um, it's, it's interesting because this is like their lowest point, really, because the bad guys kind of won this round. You know, Han is gone, and uh, Luke was seriously injured, and things are really fucked up right now. But the score in this moment really turned this particular scene from a scene of real, like, downtroddenness to a scene of hope. Mm -hmm. And it's it, like, we know that things are in the shit right now, but things are gonna get better. There's still a chance. We still have hope the things are going to turn around and it really just comes across so vividly and so powerfully yes and i really appreciate that and i feel like it leaves off on a great note it does it does it really is amazing and you know yeah even it shows you at, even at your lowest points there's always something to look hopeful for right and i think that's great and that's a great message to have uh, this movie is amazing. It's still arguably my favorite movie in the entire franchise. It, uh, I actually, probably not even arguably, it probably is my favorite movie of the entire franchise. I, I mean, granted, I, I have seen all of the movies. I do want to see them again before I, like, solidify that this is going to be my favorite. But right now, this, out of the two we've seen so far for this series, for Shoot the Flick, it is my favorite. I don't, I don't know if it'll get knocked off by another one, but uh, it'll be difficult because I really did enjoy this a lot. Um, out of five stars, what, what would you give that? Six. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I would definitely give this like four and a half to four seventy-five. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this a lot. So this is 
as close to a perfect movie as I feel like a perfect movie. Like, yeah, there are certain things that I, even I, as a great, as the biggest fan could be nitpicky about. Right, of course. I mean, you can say that about any movie, but but I love it. It's definitely entertaining. It's fun. It pulls at your heartstrings. It has so many iconic moments. It's just, it, it's a lot of fun. It is. Um, but yeah. So I, I, I'm looking forward to continuing this yes. series because even uh, even though I have seen all these movies at least once, I think yeah, I think I've seen all of them once. I don't think I've seen any of them more than once. So seeing them again, I pick up on things that I didn't get the first time yeah. around. Yeah, I even though I've watched all these movies multiple times, some prob. Especially the original trilogy. I've probably watched <clears throat> the original trilogy close to a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Probably all of them. If mm-hmm. I had to think about it since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, it's still great. I still love watching it. You know, it's fun watching it through your eyes because you are newer to this. Right. Um, when we have kids, that should be very interesting because yeah. we will not be telling them anything. Going in? Well, you know, the internet exists here. Yes, but we are probably going to show them this before they really get... I, I'm going to probably show them when they're like five years old. Okay, that's fine with me. I will not tell them a word about it. They'll start calling their friends at school scruffy little nerf herders. And they'll look at them very confusedly and call them cunts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're just kids are just So we're just, cool. we're just assuming... Kindergartners are just going to drop the word cunt. I mean, kids are cruel stuff. <laughs> god. Oh, God. Anyway. Yes. Um, yeah. This is, this is, this is fun. Yes, this has been very I'm fun. Excited. As I said in the beginning of this episode, we're going to be doing a new Star Wars movie in the Skywalker saga every first Wednesday yes. of the month. So, next month in beginning of March, we will be doing Return of the Jedi. Yes, we will. Um, but until then, we will be going back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, next episode is going to be our Oscar special, where we discuss... Our Oscar... Uh, where we discuss the Oscars, not our predictions, like we did with Marco. Yeah, we're actually going to be discussing like, the ceremony and what happened, and how right or wrong we were. And how we were all, fucked over Jojo Rabbit guy. We were all terribly wrong. Oh, <laughs> I hope not. I want to be right. Should we make a bet? You want to make a bet? Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's do it right now because we can't do it for us like on the Oscar special because then the Oscars will have already happened. So okay. we can't make the bet then. So okay, what if we make a bet? Like whoever gets the most right has to get something. Okay. What is this? Okay, whoever gets the most categories right. Okay. We have, like, a good amount of categories that we're making picks on. Okay. We didn't make picks for all of them, but whoever gets the most right. Okay. The loser has to buy them, like, dinner or something. Okay. I'm down. Okay. And, um, best picture is, like, Two, like it worth is worth double points. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Should we shake on it? 
I know you guys can't see us shaking on it, but we're shaking on it. Yes, you know, a couple that shakes on things. We could kiss on things. I mean, could... this is a business transaction. Oh, this is a business Me, transaction. You know, okay. You know, I'm only with you for the podcast. Oh. For the good content. Well, that's sad. We hear. need that lit content, Scott. <laughs> all I want is lit content. <laughs> that's all she wants, people. She doesn't care about me. Oh. I'm just a scruffy nerf her to her. That's true, but you're my scruffy nerf her. I love Leia, man. I I really love how, like, she was a genuinely good, like, role model. Like, before, like... Yeah. Because I feel like, especially for, like, Disney movies, because I grew up with a lot of, like, female role models in movies being, like, Disney princesses and stuff. And, like, they're questionable role models, some of them. Most of them questionable, at least during like my time, of, yeah. like my prime time of watching Disney yeah. movies. They've gotten better, but yeah. Right. No, they definitely have. But in my prime time, eh, not so great. But like Leia is just like a pure, like good, strong female character. Oh, yeah. And like it's funny because like she's called a princess, but like she's in no way like the princess trope of like no. oh it's a damsel in distress like no, no she can take care of her fucking self like it's very funny because you always go with the the three women who are like the strongest characters mm. are ripley from alien yeah. from alien leia from star wars and sarah connor from terminator right uh and it's very interesting because leia None of the other, like, Ripley's not a leader of her crew, technically. Mm. She gets ignored quite frequently in Alien and Aliens. Right. Um, Sarah Connor is suffering from PTSD. Mm-hmm. You know, and, but Leia actually leads armies. Right. Yeah, that's why I love Leia. Leia's the queen. Alright, on that note, we are going to leave you all until our... Uh, very ceremonious Oscar episode Indeed. where I will promptly hand Scott his ass. Oh, damn. That's right. I threw down the gauntlet. Oh, okay. Uh, you know. I threw it down. And, you know, when I happen to win. Oh, okay. Okay. When I happen to win. Oh, you're going to gonna win, buy me so much Chipotle. It's oh, going to be great. I can't d- wait for it. And when I happen to win, yes, you can get, you, you know, your Chipotle could be a discussion. But, you know, my KFC will smell oh, so okay, good. okay, okay. Either way, I win here, guys. I, either way, I get food. So. <laughs> Does it sound like I don't like food? <laughs> just keep me in a cage. <laughs> don't feed me. <laughs> I'm just starving myself. I'm waiting for the lit content. <laughs> I, I feed on lit content. <laughs> okay, guys, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> This has been Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast, and I am Frankie Sparks. And I am Scott Eisenberg, the Nerf Herder. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick. Yes. And also check out our weekly episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Make sure you come back next week for our Oscar episode to see who wins the Oscar games of Shoot the Flick 2020, bitch. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Have a great night. I didn't mean to call you a bitch. Please come back. (laughs) 